reality. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. Welcome everybody into another dream Danny, Travis, and Alan here as we do each Monday. Take you into uh, Danny's subconscious and see what narcissism he has <laughs> <laughs> this week. It's not always narcissism. I know, but we, we sure do love when that just peeks his ugly head around the corner and... <laughs> <laughs> you guys will have to be the judge whether that happens this week or not. Uh, and uh, this is, of course, uh, what is it, 17? 18. Eight, 18. Whew. Getting up there. I know. 18 dreams. Almost to 20. Yep. But not quite. That is true. <laughs> we, in if, another... you're going, if you're going by, uh, this would be like officially the adult uh, dream. It's 18. <laughs> now we we, just... we filtered out the adult dreams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we, as we do every week, you know, if, if you, this is for some reason the first time that you're listening to this, um, we read, or Danny has dreams, he writes them down, we like to read them on air, but we like to do it. The first 12, we, we had already, because we didn't know we were going to record these when he was first having these dreams. And then we decided after reading 12 of them, we're like, why are we the only ones who know about these? We should let everybody else know. So let's record them. Although it has really nothing to do with our original podcast that we release <laughs> on Fridays. It's just a bonus. It's a platform that we can use to bring you these goodies. So... Um, yeah, he. We then read them on the air. This uh, from episode, I guess, from Dream Episode thirteen, 13 on. I have no clue what is in this stack of papers. I feel like it's gotten heavier since you gave it to me earlier. Yeah, so, you didn't see me slowly adding paper pages to. That. I don't know. It feels heavier though. <laughs> but um, as it's stapled already, I don't know even what the title of the dream is because uh, also if you've been listening to these beforehand, uh, you know that Danny is a wizard at picking titles. Most of them include exclamation points. I can't remember if this one has or not. <laughs> so, but uh, we'll find out in a moment. Yeah. So it's let's, been a while since I had this dream. So, so I'm going to go ahead and flip the paper over right now, just so we can see what we're in for today or today, whenever you're listening to this. I like to do this every time. So you know. <laughs> it's like a true sound effect. It's, it takes you quite a long time just to flip paper over. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, the, Do I have an exclamation point? No exclamation yeah. points, okay. but there should definitely be a question mark because I am very curious as to why you put this. <laughs> but uh, the title is Volcanic Violins. <laughs> All righty. So both start with these. <laughs> is that what a violin starts with? Or sounds like? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. I don't know. Is that what's well, like when they're like, "Oh, just get a mini violin and play it, why don't you?" 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> like sewing. What are you? Isn't that like a saying? Like it when, is when well, a kid is like whining or something. Yeah, like, go get your mini violin and just play. What does that have to do with vo- volcanic volcanoes? <laughs> I don't know. What I was just thinking of violins. Oh. <laughs> What's that saying? I don't. No, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. I don't know if it's even a saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more of just an action. It's like, oh, hey, you know what? See this? And you just rub your fingers together. And they say, yeah. And be like, that's me playing the world's smallest violin. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> so, not go get your little violin. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I don't think it's a saying. I was like, are there but, many violins? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> All right. Violins All right. are already pretty, they're pretty small already. Well, yeah, but not this small. Not like <laughs> cricket size. Yeah, not something that you can fit between two fingers. All right, so here we go. My family and I are enjoying a nice spring day in a ritzy yet rustic-looking town located high in a mountain valley. If any of you know what Park City, Utah looks like, you can gather a... Are you now talking to, like, our our listeners through your dream <laughs> I don't know I wrote this forever ago <laughs> if any of you who are you talking to I think I was saying like just if anyone knows what Park City is then they can get a better understanding of like what it was that I was dreaming about it would be how I take it. <laughs> yeah but who are you talking to whoever wants to know okay <laughs> if any of you know what Park City Utah looks like you can gather a fairly good picture of the type of town I'm trying to describe. See, I think otherwise you would have just regular, you would have just rather described it. So I think you are, I think you were including the fact that (laughs) these are being read on the air that you wrote that you, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, I did. I said it was like a a rustic town in the mountain. (laughs) Ritzy yet rustic, I guess. Okay. You used to, uh, what are they, adjectives? <laughs> yep. I don't know. I'm not an English major. So, okay. <laughs> anyway, we are walking up and down their main road, stopping off at various small shops, looking at random overpriced collectibles, when suddenly the whole town begins to shake. At this moment, we just happen to be outside of one of the shops looking at their window displays when the earthquake hit. I was actively looking around for the best place to take my family to try and keep them safe when I began to hear extremely loud snapping and cracking sounds coming from the top of the mountain the town is situated on. Just then, I see the mountaintop explode into a ball of dirt and fire. It was surreal to watch, but the deer in the headlights stare on my face had to come to a rapid end as large, blazing projectiles from the explosion began raining down on the town. (laughs) Dante's Peak. (laughs) If you'd like the rest of this dream, please deposit five (laughs) minutes. These projectiles were followed by a slew of slimy blobs of lava that I wouldn't really like describe (laughs) lava as slimy blobs. How would you describe it? Fireballs of death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I also think that lava is like a descripting word. Like I know it's something, but I feel it's also a description. So you could just say lava. 
because I think we'd understand what that looks like. So but, I just say blobs of lava. Just s- followed by a slew of lava. <laughs> but I like that you put slimy blobs of lava that splash down haphazardly throughout the town. Each time a lava bomb would crash into the ground, it would remind me of the giant gooey marshmallow drips that showered down on the street of New York after the Ghostbusters defeated Zool and the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> so now do you get it? Yeah, that's a good visual. Did you also look up how... Number one, did you remember it was Zool? Yeah. Two, did you look it up to see how to spell it? No. Oh, okay. Did I misspell it? I don't know. I was just curious. No, I just assumed it was Z-U-E-L. I mean, you could have. I don't Zool. know. It could be A-L. Z-U-E-L. Z-U-E-L. I thought it was Z-E-U-L. Z-U-E-L. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Regardless, I was just curious if you were like... I didn't look it up. <laughs> At this... Com- all this commotion caused panic among the people. Um, among the people visiting this town, and they all began fleeing and scurrying to any place they deemed safe. I personally took my family down an empty alley. (laughs) That's the best place to go. (laughs) Located between two buildings. So no place out. So if the lava starts coming down, you're dead. These two buildings both had roofs. Yeah, it's just the dead end. Well, he didn't say it's dead end. He just said between two buildings. But these two buildings both had roofs that extended past their foundation and were close enough together that they created a nice man-made canopy over our heads. Do you think that if a lava bomb came down on it, that that would save you? <laughs> it, was, it looked pretty sturdy. <laughs> I feel like lava would just melt anything. But. Once we were in our temporarily sol- solid... What? Once we were in our temporarily solitude of safety. It probably should say temporary. Okay. Deep within the alleyway, a loud rumbling sound started echoing through the town. I looked up at the mountain to see if I could tell what was causing the noise. Just then, I could see colossal rolling waves of water making their way across the face of the mountain. What is this? Like one big like (laughs) disaster movie after another? It's like, no, oh, it's an earthquake. <laughs> no, it's a volcano. No, it's a tsunami. <laughs> Probably. Basically, it's that movie, is it 2012 or something? Yeah. It's like the end of the world. With John Cusack. Yep. I think it's just subconsciously, I was like, well, I already had a dream about a tsunami. So I need something, I need something more. more than just a tsunami. It's yeah, where's this water coming from in Park City? Quake in a volcano. He said it's like Park City. It's not actually Park City. Oh. But he's just using that as a to example. example. Yeah. Apparently, the volcanic eruption caused enough vibration through the nearby earth. That was it. That was <laughs> through. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to say. I don't know. I felt like there had to have been another word after earth, but the volcanic eruption caused enough vibration through the nearby earth that it triggered. <laughs> what nearby earth? <laughs> <laughs> like a planet? He means, he means the ground. The ground. Like the earth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> From like the, the element Not like earth. the whole planet. From yeah. the nearby earth <laughs> <laughs> that stands parallel to ours. We call it earth too. Uh, that would be cool. Earth 2.0. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> near my earth that has triggered multiple flash floods from numerous bodies of water in the local region. All of these streams of water were consolidating in the area just above the town. When two... It's <laughs> a weird place to put a period. When two streams would collide... Oh, okay. <laughs> when two streams would collide, the impact would cause a powerful spray of H2O to spritz over the town. Wait. Gatorade. I'm confused. What? I think he was just tired of using the word water, so he wanted to use <laughs> another word. He probably just looked at a, th- a thesaurus and was like, what's Whatever. another word I for knew, water? I knew what water H2O. was made out of. But wait, so water's coming. Two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> water's coming from all directions. Yeah. Well, so the shaking of the ground from the volcano and the earthquake have caused all the various bodies of water, like lakes in the area, to suddenly just like spill their water. Oh. Okay. And then they're all coalescing in the area over the on the mountain over the city and they're like running into each other, these streams oh, okay. of water and colliding. Hmm. So the strange and thing And spritzing the town. Yep, and yeah. spritzing the when town. They hit they're <laughs> the strange thing it was a hot day, it just feel good. <laughs> Was that these streams of water seemed to be coming from every which direction, and each time a collision occurred, the resulting spray would spread like a visible, a visible audio wave in the sky. However, the more the various streams crashed into one another, the more chaotic the water-filled waves in the sky became. It is very difficult to describe what it was I was seeing. <laughs> But it was really a sight to behold. <laughs> I, I will concur in the fact that whatever you were seeing, you were definitely not able to convey. I'm pretty sure all of us are super confused right now. All the different streams of water were just starting to hit each other. And then when you have things, more streams hitting each other. So if you ever like throw a pebble in the water, right, in a pond, and you get that nice little like boop. The ripple? Like the ripple, yeah. But if you throw multiple pebbles in the water, what happens when the ripples start hitting each other? Okay, so, but where is this water coming from? Just like the various lakes and rivers in the, lo- in the local area. <laughs> in, in the local region, that's yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> A few minutes later, the mountains stopped erupting. The flash flood ceased. I feel like I should be talking in a Morgan Freeman ac- accent right now. Like, <laughs> at the, like at the end of... Uh, <laughs> deep, impact? deep impact deep <laughs> impact a few minutes later the mountain stopped erupting the flash floods ceased and the people in the town began to calm down <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> just as we were about to exit the alleyway we had all huddled together we had we had all huddle, huddled together in comma the kids <laughs> grabbed my attention <laughs> and pointed out a mysterious opening that had appeared in the back of the alley. I turned around to take a closer look at what it was they were talking about. Sure enough, at the very rear of the alley appeared to be an entrance to a cave that wasn't there before all of the tumult we had just experienced transpired. The kids, excited about the prospect of exploring a newfound territory, asked if they could go check out the interior of the cave. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, being quite enthralled with the idea of seeing what was in the cave as well, agreed to allow the kids to enter the cave as long as I went in with them. <laughs> <laughs> Were you asking them permission? Uh, oh, sure, kid. Can I come? <laughs> if, if I can't come, then no. <laughs> you cannot go into the cave. <laughs> they... <laughs> Pretty much. I was just like, well, I mean, I got to go to make sure they're safe, but I also want to see what's in the cave. Liz, the kids won't let me go in the cave. <laughs> make them make them take me. <laughs> they agreed to my terms <laughs> and then took off toward the cave entrance. I followed suit. The entrance of the cave was fairly narrow, almost hallway-like, and had a stone floor that created makeshift stairs that sloped downward in perpetuity. Stairs, so this isn't a natural cave. Well, it, it was like it was natural, but for whatever reason, yes, it was like maybe altered perhaps by humans or something. Oh. The entrance of the cave had been fairly cool, but the deeper we descended, the warmer it got. Hmm, that is strange. <laughs> Not only did it get warmer, but the natural light from the surface gave way to some type of chemical-induced neon lighting of various colors. I have to admit, the way that the neon light reflected off the cave walls did look pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you admitted that. (laughs) However, the heat and lights were not the only things to experience as we traveled deeper into this cavern. There were small enclaves. Is this... (laughs) Didn't you use Enclave <laughs> like did. the last dream? <laughs> One of them years ago. Okay. It's dream 13, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, as we, I think we talked about last week, <laughs> we actually read 13 not too long. Or, no, that was. We read 13 a while ago. Oh, we did read 13 a while ago. Okay. There were small enclaves dug into the cave walls that were covered with glass. Each one had some small artifact displayed inside of it, much like you'd expect to see in a museum. On top of that, there were glowing pad-like pods on the floor of the cave. At first, they were small and few in number, but the further we walked into the cave, the larger and more prevalent they became. It also appeared that they were glowing brighter and brighter with each step we took. The kids, being kids ran up ahead of me, just out of my sight. About this time, I looked down at one of the glowing pods just as it seemed to spring to springs a small leak. <laughs> I bent down to further examine what was slowly ejecting itself out of the pustule-looking object and realized it was molten lava. Fearful that one of the kids would hurt themselves or die, I would throw that in there, um... So what you're saying is I didn't write that, but you're adding. Or I die. am adding or die because <laughs> that would also be something you should fear. Um, is it like lava's being born out of these glowing eggs? Yep. Or are these just like they're just full of lava for some reason? These like pod like things that are just sitting on the ground, like kind of like a balloon bubble or something, but. <laughs> interesting fearful that one of the kids would hurt themselves on one of these things i sprang to my feet and ran down after them a few hundred meters down the cave had a sudden bend in a bend in it that forced you to the left 
As I rounded the corner, I could see the kids playing by jumping up and down on a large lava-filled pod. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, come check us out. This is so fun. It's like a waterbed. Just warm. (laughs) Hope it doesn't pop. I yelled at them to stop jumping and to get off the pod as it was dangerous. They looked at me with disappointment and confusion on their face. I proceeded to explain to them that the pods were full of lava, and if they were to break open, it could melt their shoes and burn their feet. Why are you being so, like, nonchalant about it? It's like, guys, it, it could burn your shoes. Be like, it will murder you. You will die. You can't scare kids like that. Yes, you can. <laughs> if they're going to die, I'm going to freaking yell at. Like, don't don't most kids know what the lava game is? The floor is lava yeah. game? Yeah. Just Those say, pods are the, lava. The floor, no yeah, touching the pods them. Are lava. And then they would just immediately avoid them. Literally. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the message seemed to sink in loud and clear as they quickly removed themselves from the lava pod and came to my side. Not a moment after, I had my children in hand. I began to hear a high-pitched screaming and shrieking emanating from deep within the cave. Standing perfectly still for a second, I try, a, I try to better assess what it, was at, what it was I was hearing. However, this turned out to be a bad idea as a... S- <laughs> As a scary zombie-like monster appeared around... This is like a mixture of like a million of your dreams all in one. As a scary zombie-like monster appeared around a dark corner in the cave, acting on instinct because I've dealt with this before in my previous dreams. (laughs) He didn't say that, but... Acting on instinct... I I immediately looked for natives to push me in a canoe. (laughs) It was a raft. I ended up on an island where there were cobras and cows. (laughs) Acting on instinct, I picked up my picked up the kids and began running at full speed back toward the cave entrance. I did not dare look back, partially out of fear and partially out of not wanting to miss a step and trip while I was running. However, (laughs) I think you say however like a million times in this. (laughs) However, I could hear the footsteps of the foul creature running after us and could also hear that it was not alone as many more shrieking monsters had joined in on the chase. It wasn't until we were clear of the cave and halfway up the town's main road that I turned around to see what was behind us. And what, to my horroring eyes, should appear (laughs) but a legion of zombies pouring into the streets like beer. (laughs) So Did he really write that? Yes! (laughs) Yeah, I thought you would like that, (laughs) Trent. Uh, at first, I thought Trav was just making that up. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I just thought you guys would like a little, like, you know, poemy Dr. Seuss. No, it was like the night before, before Christmas. Christmas. What to my horroring eyes should appear but a lesion of zombies pouring into the streets like beer. <laughs> Maybe I should have wrote the whole dream like that. (laughs) It didn't take long for the panic to set in. So wait, were these fast zombies? 
Yes, they were zombies. Yeah, these were fast zombies. Okay. Once again, for all of the poor people walking around the town as they began to get mauled and attacked by the creatures, I'm not quite sure what magical sorcery I conjured up, but the next thing I remember, I'm sending my family off to safety and am suddenly alone to face the monsters myself. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Run! I will head... I will just... <laughs> Stop them. I will take care of it. I will hit them off. (laughs) I ran inside a large building that was set up like a mall with stores lining either side. Unfortunately, this mall, if chock full of zombies, and I must revert to... Is chock full of zombies. Unfortunately, this mall... Oh, you you meant to say is Is. chock full. You said if, okay. This mall is chock full of zombies, and I must revert to... Go to zombie avoidance technique and... (laughs) (laughs) What? I must revert to my go-to zombie avoidance technique. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And began walking and moaning like a zombie. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was in your previous dream. My way through the building and out a set of doors on the other side. This is when he dreams. He's like, he remembers. No, he's recalling it. He's like, this worked before. (laughs) He is actively transferring information between his old dreams up to his new dreams so that he can utilize that. It's like you you don't learn from your literally states. You should be using your dreams as if they're experience. You should have called this (laughs) pandemic part two. Oh, yeah, I like, guess I could have done that, too. You'd be like, too. pandemic! Part two. <laughs> Can you imagine if he just... Well, you dream about work enough that if you just dreamed about, like, compu- like being a computer programmer, you could probably put it on your resume and be like, <laughs> I have experience in computer programming. <laughs> <laughs> so I could put on my resume right now, like, I have experience dealing with zombie apocalypses. Yeah. Twice now, yeah, not okay. just one, uh, but two. All natural disasters. <laughs> <laughs> Proficient in zombie avoidance <laughs> technique. <laughs> Can you stop playing with your oh, cord? <laughs> He's sitting there like. <laughs> well, I'm super nervous about the zombies. Why? <laughs> God. Once outside, I regrettably dropped the zombie act. Just why regrettably? Oh, okay. Just as sometimes you need to finish sentences and then ask questions. Well, I just have so many questions (laughs) always. I regrettably dropped the zombie act just as a zombie catches a glimpse of me, knowing that I've been made. I immediately take (laughs) off running to try and escape this man eater. (laughs) He's he's like walking outside. He's like. All right, doesn't look like anybody's here. <laughs> oh, shoot, that one saw me. He's like, You're not a zombie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I saw you. A human. <laughs> At least Trav's consistent in his zombie voice. Like, <laughs> all zombies sound that way. In the whether they're traveling, whether they're traveling interstellarly or <laughs> just <laughs> catching me in the act of not being a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
What can't be? <laughs> it is. It's a spaceship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as I'm running, I can hear someone else screaming and running away from zombies as well. I look over to see who it is, and no, no. <laughs> I look over to see who it is. And lo and behold, it's Trav C. <laughs> we both run as fast as we can until we end up on the bank of an enormous raging river. <laughs> we quickly we quickly slide to a stop and spin around frantically looking for a place to go next. But instinctively, I know at this point we only have one option. I tell Trav that our best chance at survival is to jump into the river and try to swim our, our way across toward the cliffs bordering the far side of the waterway. I let him know that there is a cave located somewhere along the face of the cliff that opens up into a path that cuts through the entirety of the mountain and will deposit us into another village on the other side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a lot in there. Number one, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know this cave? I just know now. Okay. Because, I mean, I've Traff. been preparing for this moment. Traff. Okay. He's like, I have had previous dreams where I have hung out and gone on vacation in this town. <laughs> so, I know that if we jump in this river and we swim across... There is a cave that cuts through the mountain way and will deposit us into a town in the mountains where there are tons of geodes. And, <laughs> and there, there is a little small man. We do not go to the train station. <laughs> but if geodes and crystals, you can just pick them up. They're everywhere. The mayor is a total douche, though. He stole my car. <laughs> wow, this really does bring in a lot of elements in previous dreams. Huh? Just in case. I, I really feel like if you guys have not, like most of the time we say you can, re you can just listen to these standalone. <laughs> Just to be safe at this point, if this is the one of the first times you've listened to a dream, stop it, go back and listen to the other 17. <laughs> because they seem to be crisscrossing quite a bit. <laughs> he doesn't say anything, but I assume he's on board with the plan. <laughs> so without hesitation, I jump into the frigid waters and begin doing whatever I can do. <laughs> begin doing whatever I can to swim toward the cliffs. As I work my way across the river, I lose sight of Trav, but hope that he's too, that he too is doing his best to maneuver through the water toward our destination. Is that the last time you see of me? I died, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, after me, after many grueling minutes of fighting a glut of crisscrossing is that a word? A glut? Yeah, like a lot. A glut. Like a glutton? Gluttony? Yes. A glut of crisscrossing currents over the entire width of the river. I make it to the cliffs on the far side. There is an area carved out of the rock caused by thousands of years of erosion <laughs> that has created a small lagoon in which the entrance to the tunnel <laughs> is located. I appreciate this natural phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> as it creates a natural blockade from the rushing waters. 
was like, you know what? This is kind of nice. <laughs> I. <laughs> Wait. Why are you always like at the end of your pages? You always have either one or two words on the next, like just the end of your sentence. It creates a natural blockade from the rushing waters I just battled. I take a moment to catch my breath, then reach up to grab a rock that is protruding from the cliff wall so that I may pull myself out of the water and onto the ledge where my path to salvation lies. However, just as my hands make contact with the stone extension, I feel something brush up against my leg. <laughs> my initial thought is it must be Trav because I brush up against your leg all the time. I look down to see where he is, but all I can see is the dark surface of the water. Wondering if he is in trouble and need of assistance, I dive back into the cold tributary. Good heavens. The cold tributary. <laughs> begin searching for him it doesn't take me long to why am i not allowed to <laughs> what the hell's a tributary it's just another word for waterway <laughs> <laughs> thesaurus king and begin searching for him it doesn't take me long to spot a figure underneath the choppy waves i swim toward it in anticipation of helping yet when the figure goes from blurry to clear i can see that the figure is not trav at all but instead is a freaky zombie that had originally chased me into this very body of water <laughs> luckily the monster is no michael phelps <laughs> as he's widely throwing his arms around trying his best to maneuver through the current ridden liquid but there is no mistake there is no mistaking his persistence and drive as all that is on his mind is getting a nice, heaping helping of Dan El Dante. <laughs> I can't swim. Help me. Trav? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> figuring, <laughs> figuring that this is not the time to mess around i quickly swim back to the protruding rock and use the last of my strength to pull myself out of the chilly h2o and onto the existing ledge did i write h2o again yes you did <laughs> once on the ledge i wait a few minutes longer for Traff to arrive <laughs> but when he does not surface i figure that what's done is done <laughs> dick <laughs> And then there's no sense in me waiting any longer. <laughs> Such an ass. What I mean, I, mean to I don't know what you're supposed to do, but it's just the thought. Well, he's not here. What's done is done. <laughs> he obviously can't hack it. I told him you have to swim. He must have not sw he he probably didn't swim. He probably just expected <laughs> expected to just arrive on the protruding rock. I pick myself up for the final stretch of this exhausting journey and begin to make my way through the tunnel toward the village on the other side of the mountain. It took quite some time to navigate my way through the mountain, but when I emerged from the dark tunnel, I felt a sense of relief for the first time in a while. I took a slow deep breath, and then started tracking down my family. 
Dude, they're long gone. <laughs> That's what you think. Eventually, I'm able to find them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we are reunited. Unfortunately, we can't go home quite yet, as we deemed it too dangerous to go anywhere until things on the other side of the mountain calm down a bit. So the family and I find a place to stay for a while and settle in. For some reason, the only place we could find to eat in this village is an IHOP, located not too far from where we are staying. For that reason, we would frequent the IHOP several times a day for all of our dietary needs. <laughs> I, I do remember starting to feel embarrassed because I felt like the employees at the IHOP were beginning to judge me since I was going there at least three <laughs> times a day. I would have been like, uh, number, don't judge me. You guys are literally the only restaurant in this <laughs> mountain town. <laughs> so after a few days, there was always a sort of awkward tension inside the IHOP. I think it's just an awkward tension that you have created. <laughs> I mean, obviously you created it, but... Um, How would you feel if every time you walked into the IHOP, everyone just... They were probably super stoked. Like, They're like customers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I th think this was the wrong place to, you know, they say location, location, location. <laughs> We're in the top of like a mountain here and we decided to put an IHOP. I mean, if there was an awkward tension, it's probably because you weren't tipping enough. Uh, yeah. That would get cheap. True. That would be awkward. Cheapskate. After a couple weeks had passed, I knew in my gut that I must start attending school again. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I talked to the wife about it, and she agreed that it was best the best course of action to take for the time being. <laughs> you know, Danny, I've thought about it, and I don't think there is any other... <laughs> I have n nothing to say about it. I think that it's a perfect idea. <laughs> we should spend all of our time here, you going to school. Don't worry. I'll figure out how to get us home. You work on your education. <laughs> it's the best course of action to take for the time being. However, however, there was one main issue that I was wrestling with in my mind. That issue being the fact that we only had one car in this town. And I knew that my wife needed it for the day to take the kids around to their various activities. I asked her if she'd just drop me off at the motel on the outskirts of town and let her know that I would just walk to school from there. As we pulled up to the motel, I began to get very sad and depressed. So now you're moving out away from your family to basically move into a dorm? <laughs> no, I'm just, that's where I'm That's where he's being off. dropped off, is like at a motel. Oh, I thought you were going to stay at that motel because it's within walking distance nope. of the school or something. My wife noticed my change in demeanor and asked what was wrong. I told her that I knew the walk to school from this motel is very long, and I was dreading the fact that I would need to give her my shoes for the day. <laughs> Figured my feet will be very sore by the time I get to school. <laughs> She looked at me with a hint of confusion. Dang straight confusion. Why would you need to give me your shoes? And reminded me that she only needed the car and did not need my shoes. <laughs> Dan Danny, what's wrong? Nothing. Okay, can I be honest? It's it's just that uh, 
the walk from the motel is to the school is just so very long and <laughs> and I know that I'm going to need to give you my shoes. <laughs> my feet are going to hurt on the walk. I, I don't want to give you my shoes. <laughs> Danny, Danny, I only need the car. <laughs> Your shoes. This was welcome news. As I was immediately filling up beaten chipper once again. I got my shoes. <laughs> Yay! It's amazing how the little things in life can be so such a big deal. <laughs> I don't have to walk barefoot <laughs> to a school in a town on a mountain that I don't belong in. <laughs> have fun at your random activities <laughs> that you must do while I go and get myself an education. I then I got out. Was, I was just a blip in your brain when you <laughs> when you're having this dream like your brain just like wait what but then sorry says, that's a glitch that wasn't supposed to be in the dream <laughs> then you say here you go i then got out of the car and went into my motel room so you are staying there well like not really like you'll see okay <laughs> at this point like i apparently <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it was time for me to go to school. Back to school. <laughs> Why am I doing just Adam Sandler thing? Like quotes in this. He's a full grown man that's going back it, to school. Well, yeah, but I also did H two O from Waterboy. Yeah, it was time for me to go to school, so I went over to the window located on the side of the motel room. I would assume that that's where it was. Opened it up and began trying to climb out. So that I could get on my way. <laughs> Use a door. What's going on with you? Of course, this process did not go smoothly as the window was too small. Perhaps too small for my body. <laughs> Perhaps too small for my body to fit through. If I'm... <laughs> what? So the window was small. Perhaps too small for the body for my body to fit through. If I'm being honest. <laughs> to top it off, the window kept sliding shut. And had a series of screens on the outside that were frustrating as hell to pop off. <laughs> I tussled with the window for several minutes, knowing in the back of my head that I was getting further and further behind and would end up being late for school if I didn't make it out soon. You just went out the door. Just then, the front door of the motel room opens and my wife walks in. She asks, Why are you trying to climb out of the window? Why don't you just leave for school out the front door? I tell her that it's complicated <laughs> and too hard to explain right now. But that the only way for me to go to school, <laughs> to go to this school, is to leave <laughs> through this specific window. <laughs> this is like Harry Potter. Like, you have to go through the. She rolled her eyes. But could see that I was a man on a mission and came over to help me climb out the window. <laughs> You're an enabler, Liz. <laughs> Don't enable him. <laughs> like, uh, Danny, what are you doing? <laughs> Kate. I know how this looks, right? <laughs> okay, I need to go to school, but I can only get there. Hear me out. <laughs> if I go just through this window. <laughs> This is the only window. This is the only way. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know what to do, Danny. You were sad about giving me your shoes. You think I need your shoes, and now you're trying to climb out a window to get to school. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks to my wife's help, I was able to climb out the window in no time. Now that I was outside again, I put one large binder <laughs> under each arm and mentally... <laughs> She drops you off at the motel. You go in through the door, into the motel room, turn around, get stuck going out the window. She helps you out the window. Now you're back outside. Everything's right. It's rain. Right is rain. Right is rain. I put the large binder under each uh, one large binder under each arm and mentally prepared myself for the long trek ahead. She's back now. Just use the car. (laughs) As I took my first step towards school, I looked up at the road ahead of me and realized that the school was actually located right behind the motel. (laughs) What? What the hell is going on? A glitch in the matrix. I don't think I was asking myself the same question. In fact, jumping out of the motel window had placed me on the fringe of the school property. (laughs) Ecstatic. Like, oh, actually don't have to walk miles. It's right here. Hey, Liz, you can't have my shoes. (laughs) Liz, it was right. It was right here the whole time. I began to head toward the main building on campus. As I got closer, I ran into a large group of students who were all cheering and screaming on a series of steps located on the school property. Curious as to what all the hullabaloo was about. (laughs) The hullabaloo? The hullabaloo was about. I pushed my way closer to investigate. When I got close enough, I could see that there was a good old-fashioned violin off about to start. Here's where the violin comes in. This is like the uh, string, stringed uh, instrument version of drumline. <laughs> yeah, kind of. From my understanding, a violin off is kind of like a dance off, but instead of groups of people dancing back and forth, these students would play a few seconds of hardcore music on their violins and then pass the beat on to opposing to the opposing team. Not gonna lie, my interest was peaked. <laughs> so I decided to stay and watch the students battle it out using their string instruments as their weapons of choice. After the performance was over, the crowd began to disperse and I once again began walking toward the main campus building the main campus building to find my first class of the day. This is when I woke up. That last part <laughs> the last like page like as soon as as soon as you decided you needed to go to school, <laughs> that is when it got so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to get an education, edu- as you said. <laughs> and I told you I died there. <laughs> good, good call, Trav. How did you know? I just felt like that's what you would do to me. <laughs> What's done is done. <laughs> what is done is done. <laughs> Should have taken swim classes. <laughs> Uh, I had to also worry about my family. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, like, when you say, like, you waited there a little bit, like, how long was a little bit? Like, 15 seconds? He's, like, <laughs> looking around. He's like, well, I don't see anything. Well, what's done is done. <laughs> Later. 
<laughs> Trav, if you can hear me, I'm gonna go through the through the cave. <laughs> Meet me there if you live. <laughs> so, all right. He, <laughs> he like has an axe with him and he breaks that piece <laughs> of stone that he used to get out of the water. <laughs> just bite you like just in case he tries to get out. Like he's really trying to make sure you're dead and you die. <laughs> Meanwhile, somewhere like miles down the river, there's that one zombie just floating down. He's like <laughs> 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 Help. <laughs> a tree branch. <laughs> I can't almost reach it. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dreammoods.com tells Zombies us. Zombies in Trav's universe are very, like, <laughs> they think very deeply about things. Just <laughs> Well, zombies in your world are just very fast. <laughs> 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 and apparently can space travel. So <laughs> and other things. I don't know. Well, I'm just glad that these zombies couldn't swim as well as the other. They could. Zombies. The other ones could. They yeah. were very good swimmers. They were Michael Phelps's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dreammoods.com, we go to there or to that website and uh just really see if uh <laughs> there's anything that you were feeling outside of these dreams. Now uh, a while back, we we had an episode where we you you went through a series of of dream episodes, and uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this in one of them about the fact that you know it's hard to really know exactly what you're feeling, and from that from those episodes, we basically came to the conclusion that. <laughs> It's, just it's hard bit. to like it's put an actual meaning to dream. Basically, just like horoscopes. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you believe in horoscopes, great. That's uh, then you'll believe in this. But if not, then just sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> um, so, dream about a volcano. Uh, to see a volcano is your dream indicates that you are unable to control your emotions, particularly if the volcano is erupting. It, it was. Although you said if the volcano is eruption, you are ready to burst. The outcome may be damaging and hurtful, especially to those around you. I think it was hurtful to me because I died in your dream. Um, I imagine it was peacefully. I don't think so. I probably died horribly. Like drowning is like one of my worst fears. So uh, smashed upon rocks. Yeah, just going down the rapids, passing out, and <laughs> but maybe I'll <clears throat> have like a sequel to this dream at some point, and I'll be like, "Well, it's been several weeks now. I've finished school, and we're gonna head back home. And as we drive back, I can see a little figure clinging to the cliffs. <laughs> I've just been the there distance. for like days. I'm like, help, <laughs> trap, <laughs> and then just a few." <laughs> few yards down on another cliff is the zombie. He's like, help. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> dream about lava. To see lava in your dream signifies violent anger, which you have kept inside for a period of time. 
uh, a flash flood, if a flood is raging, then it represents emotional issues and tensions. Your repressed emotions, you were having a lot. <laughs> Of a lot of pent up aggression, <laughs> just like emotions. In this. Uh, to uh, about a, let's see, a cave to see or dream that you are in a cave symbolizes the womb, and thus signify refuge, protection, and concealment. Neon to see neon lights in your dream symbolizes your aspirations and desires for recognition of or fame. There is an important message that your subconscious is trying to convey. I believe that. You so desperately want to be famous. <laughs> by, by being chased by zombies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, zombies. Uh, to, <laughs> obviously, I've read this one before. But <laughs> to dream that you are attacked by zombies indicate that you are feeling overwhelmed by forces beyond your control. You are under tremendous stress in your waking life. I remember reading that at one point in time. <laughs> a river. To see a raging, turbulent river in your dream signifies that your life is filling out of control. <laughs> you are feeling emotionally unsettled. A motel. To see a motel in your dream represents your potential to achieve your goals. What? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't get that. Because it is your goal to live in a motel? Or maybe... You are going you through a transitional you, phase. You live in a motel, you're just like, okay... I got to get out of this. <laughs> what do I got to do? <laughs> got to get out of the this window. Well, because you said window. So the next thing is to, if you dream about a window, to dream that you are entering or exit, exiting through a window suggests that you are involved in some secretive or underhanded activity. Ooh. Alternatively, the dream means that you are creating your own opportunities. You make things happen instead of waiting for them to happen. I make my own... What is it? I make my ah dang my it. own luck. Yeah, I make my own luck. Billy Zane, Titanic, okay, violin. <laughs> to see or hear a violin in your dream symbolizes peace and harmony in your waking life. All right, there we go. That so was... I went the full gamut. A lot of anger and emotions, and ultimately ended up in peace and harmony. Yep. So that's how I do. That was Volcanic Violins, a.k.a. Pandemic Part 2. <laughs> so that's what I am uh, I should seriously have calling that it. earlier. <laughs> um, but there you go. Uh, as always, go visit our website, and uh, you can interact with us there at qcopodcast.com. And uh, you can visit us on our uh, various social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, facebook at qco podcast and don't forget to uh go to youtube and click the subscribe button there and you will know anytime that we post one of these but also anything extra so thanks again guys for listening uh these episodes always release on monday mornings so you can just pretty much expect them to be there Unless Danny stops having dreams that he can remember. So hopefully that doesn't happen anytime soon. We got a bit of a backlog. All right. So good. We still won't run out anytime soon. All right. Super excited. But thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next week.